0: I'm Critter, I'm Jace, and we and should, we be, should working. be working. God damn it, it's one, two, <laughs> say it. <laughs> All right, I'm Critter, I'm
1: Jace, and, and we, we should, should be, be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that's like fake wood, right? You said yeah. that that's like a cover behind you? I yeah, it's a it photography like a
0: real... backdrop, yeah.
2: Let me see. Let me see the edge of it. Turn here. Oh, see it my right God. right there. Yeah. This whole time. ah, oh, you broke Minutes. the fourth wall. <laughs> is it on a different wall now?
0: It is. I moved it, and I'm really happy with this. I could not. I, I can't believe it's. I, I sat over there in that stupid corner with the sun shining on half my face for like five years. And finally, I was like, oh, I should move over there. And I did it. And it's amazing. Look at this light. Yeah, your light Look the great face. now.
1: I know. Right? You have to, like, Beautiful. fix your background, though. It's crooked.
0: Well, that's just because of my computer. Is that no, better?
1: It's not because of your computer. Is that better? Look at Jason now. He's the one all lit up on the side of his face. Yeah, i have always lit, like lit up on the side of my face, though. This is, how, <laughs> this is how I always set up my office, though. To have like the window to one of my sides.
0: Usually
1: my left. This is how left. I look in the dark. That's a bad idea.
0: Why? Because you look like a big doofus
1: well i mean if i want to look out on camera i'll fucking close the shades and then use the lighting in my room but i don't give a fuck about this we're not recording our video
0: i spend my whole life in meetings man i gotta look good people need to people need to see the money maker as it's meant to be seen
1: i have yeah i don't know about that man i ain't your money maker
0: how do you think i make the money with my ideas with yes. my work your ideas just your <laughs> you ideas says, you're sadly mistaken buddy <laughs> i steal all my it ideas your Mike anyway all the, the good ideas Mike? I heard, the the white Mike, are there, yeah. as opposed to who? Oh, his
1: name is Mike White. Why can't you call him White Mike?
0: Oh, the white, the white Mike.
2: That's my Instagram username.
0: <laughs> white That's Mike. Yeah. It's You're lucky like it's spelled like, like that. Name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Critter and White
1: Mike. That's how we're going to differentiate between the two Michaels.
0: I feel like if anything, I'm whiter than White Mike, though. No one cares your name
1: isn't white so it doesn't fucking matter depends on the time of year you know i was
2: thinking about like what i might say for my intro on this episode but then i thought like you know your fan base knows me i I already get fan mail from the you're like 90 percent of our fan base yeah you know (laughs) i know myself
0: (laughs) did you do you have anything that we need to that we need to bring up early on here yeah any crazy updates (laughs)
2: like what um all right you know just
0: do you have a kid no. Did you write a
2: book? Nope. Neither of those. Did you read any fun books? Ah, uh, God. No, I di- I haven't read any fun books. You know what I've been doing? I've I've been re-watching and re-listening to things lately. Like I'm not consuming any new media at the moment. Um I'm re-listening to Black the Black Tapes podcasts. Oh, the podcast?
0: I've never heard listen to that, but I've heard it's awesome.
2: It's amazing. I loved it. I didn't realize how long it's been, but I realized when I first listen to it I was working like two jobs ago you know which had to be at least like four years ago that I was listening to that show it just I can't believe it was that long ago what is it it's a um so it's a fictional podcast uh by a fictional podcast producer called I think uh, Pacific Northwest Stories and it's a um it's this this fictional uh investigative reporter that it, it kicks off by like saying like, oh, you know, we're making this podcast about uh, like ghost hunters, you know, like supernatural investigators. And the name of this one particular investigator kept coming up as somebody who's like a really prominent figure in like the ghost hunting world, but not because he believes it. It's the opposite. It's like he wants to be the debunker of all of these theories. And she finally lands like an interview with him. This is all like set up for the show. So I'm not really spoiling it. This is episode one stuff, but it's like, she lands like an interview with the guy and in kind of meeting him and exploring his little workspace, she discovers this kind of collection of basically unsolved mysteries that he has. And he's, you know, kind of sensitive about it because it's the one soft spot in his debunking prowess, you know? And, uh, over the course of the next several seasons, they start to explore like the mystery slash mysteries that he's been exploring. So it's like, it's really good. It's great storytelling. The voice acting is amazing for me. It like, it was like the first podcast, at least that I listened to that was fictional. That was like entertaining and like as good as something like a movie or a, a good audio book. Um, And it's kind of, you know, it's got its creepy, spooky moments. It's like, you know, it's like a mystery thriller kind of vibe. And since we're kind of getting close to Halloween and I was looking for kind of like creepy, I was looking for the right kind of mood, you know, like the right kind of content. I started listening to it like as a bedtime podcast and it's just, (laughs) it's it's so damn good. I love it. I I recommend it.
0: I am pumped. right? Like I've just been getting into fictional podcasts like that. And have you heard of Bridgewater? Like a new yeah,
2: one? we're listening to Bridge. Oh, we just uh, like, wrapped up the first... I think I hope they're gonna make another season, right? So like they you don't know? I don't know. I don't, I did I you hope listen so. to the end of it yet? Yeah. Okay. So like the way that it ended, I suppose you could kind of be like, Ta da you know, that was our cute little story, but it would definitely be great if they continued and went further. Yeah. Um so I'll yeah, keep it was an like, eye out it, for that.
0: It was like resolution and a cliffhanger at the same time. But yeah. um Yeah, but did you I've you watch- just been
2: Sorry, what? did you watch? Did you watch Supernatural? Like, do you know who Misha Collins is and stuff? No, no. Oh, well, that's that, a show. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, like the the main voice actor in Bridgewater, um, like the Castiel. Guy in, yeah, he's Castiel in Supernatural, and so like, oh. it's just it's funny because it you know fits really well. Like the character is basically, he basically plays the same dude um, <laughs> with awesome. less powers.
0: Yeah, good voice acting in that too. But yeah, Yeah. that getting into that has made me like super into this whole genre of fictional podcasts that are, you know, well made and have good acting and stuff. So Do you know any others? Besides Um I know of two others. One I just tried today. It's called like Thirteen Days of Halloween or something. Yeah, the thirteen days of Halloween. It seems good. I don't know. First episode was was pretty decent. Sounds like Um, it's for kids. It is definitely not for is a kid. I can tell you that much. And the other one, uh, I, can't, I can't find it because I listen to them all. So they're not in Ooh, downloads. Maybe they'll be here. It's about like it's in the future. And there's this woman whose job it is to. OK, here it is It's called Forest 404. Um, there's this woman whose job it is to go through all kinds of audio recordings and delete the ones that don't seem relevant. So she's like, you know, deleting all the classical music and like uh, presidential um, debates and just stuff like that. And then she comes across birds tweeting, which she never heard before. And, and it's, it causes this whole spiral out of control. It's, it's pretty cool. If you're into like science fiction and futuristic stuff It's it's pretty good.
2: That's awesome. <clears throat>
0: but yeah. And Bridgewater, man, so much of Bridgewater takes place in the woods, you know, yeah. And like it's it definitely has this creepy part so I would always listen to it when I was running alone in the woods and there were a couple times where it legit scared the crap out of me.
2: <laughs> That's creepy. Yeah, cuz you can like hear them crunching around like in the leaves yeah. and the grass and stuff and there's a couple I don't know if I'd call them jump scare moments but there's some kind of startling moments in there I'd say, right? Like there yeah. there were a couple times when they get kind of like spooked or or surprised in in that show. So if if you were like running through the woods and do you run early, like while it's still kind of kind of like darkish out?
0: And eh, not really anymore. It's like 9 a.m. usually.
2: OK, well, that's not so bad.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad. But one time uh, I randomly ran up near a like a family of deer and I didn't see them until I was pretty close to them, And then they just took off running right uh-huh. during like a creepy part of the <laughs> show. And it was like, oh, God, that was I almost <laughs> fell over. I was so scared. So <laughs> a heart attack in the middle of the
1: woods. What happened? Yeah. I saw deer. <laughs>
0: i was listening to this podcast hey totally unrelated but i got my urban dictionary word of the day hey totally
1: unrelated but shut the fuck up
0: you're gonna want to hear this buddy what's the word uh the word is testicular resignation (laughs) anybody i definitely wanted to hear this anybody want to guess what the definition is okay
2: hold on i do i want to get so we know what testicular means then resignation does it just mean like they give up like they're just, I quit. They just fall off. They just quit and fall off. <laughs> there's,
0: there's two definitions and that's pretty cool. Voluntary the castration. One. The, the, the second one, which is basically what you just said, is when the testicles resign because they got fed up from living next to a dick in a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one's better. The first one is uh, when you write, I quit on your nutsack and magic marker and show them to your boss when you quit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Wow.
2: Oh, man. How, how is that your word of the day? Who who produces your word of the day? Oh, Urban it's Dictionary. Urban Dictionary's newsletter. Oh, it's Urban Dictionary's yeah. word of the day. Okay, that's
0: awesome. <laughs> this is my favorite newsletter, man. They're so they're so great, and that's how I and so I stay current. You know, that's how I stay hip and and with it, keep up with the kids. Yeah. Oh <sighs> Although I did say on and popping like in a one on one not too long ago, and the guy made fun of me. Have I told you this story, Jace? Nope. I was like, it's on and popping. And the guy was like, what are you even talking about?
1: I don't and, know what that
0: uh, means. It just means like it's getting going. Like it's on and popping, you know? Like we're we're rolling now. Um, get Who excited. That, that what, kind of thing.
2: What's the reference? I've never heard that before.
0: It's all a well-known pop off, saying. Get turned. <laughs> 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 See, this is why you're old and, and you're white, Mike. <laughs> Isn't he the youngest poppin'? of all of us?
2: <laughs> I think I am.
0: <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the the uh, punchline is that dude made fun of me. He was like, nobody says that. And so I found in Gucci Mane's autobiography, which that same guy recommended to me, Gucci Mane says on and poppin'. And I was like, see, it's cool. Gucci Mane says it. And he's like, Gucci Mane's like 40 years old, dude, but whatever. So <laughs> well, so poppin's cool. an old, well, it's an old reference. Poppin. Yeah, I've heard it's poppin'. Like from, never heard, like, yeah, it's on like the 90s, 1000s, 2000s, something like
1: that. Yeah, and It's so on it's, and poppin'. It's been around for a minute. I say popping up like by itself. Like oh yeah, it was popping.
0: It was pop. Yeah. Oh like like it was cool. It was yeah.
2: Poppin'? Or like it was like when I say popping, I mean like it was like energetic. You know, like if I if I like went somewhere and they're like oh how was that bar? I'd be like oh it was popping. Like it was it was busy. There was a lot All going right. on. That's what I'd say.
0: That's cool. It was popping like off. Cool. So you cool say on and popping.
2: I'm like it was it was popping off. It was oh
0: yeah on and off. Yeah, it's opposites.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Fucking white people.
0: <laughs> on and poppin was added to Urban Dictionary in 2004, so I think I'm a little bit behind behind the times. You are, yeah.
1: Well, it, it, it's an old one. It, it's just an older saying. You're an but, old one. Yeah, but I don't think I run around saying poppin. It's poppin.
0: <laughs> it's not it's your poppin'. day. It's poppin. It's on and poppin. It's on, I'm it's sorry. Like, it's on and poppin. It's like when you turn on the microwave for popcorn. It's on and poppin. See, that's that's when I'd expect to hear it. And be like,
2: you know, is that what, what's going on with that popcorn? And be like, it's on and popping. It's very literal.
1: <laughs> 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 That's
2: I the question. only time you'd expect to hear it. Okay. I have a question for you guys. Do you guys enjoy work travel? Do you like? Do you get excited when you're like, oh hell yeah, I got a work trip coming up? Excited. No, to be really nervous. They're gonna they're gonna pay for me to go on vacation somewhere. Is that? Not I a, hate
1: like, every second of it. Yeah.
0: What's what is it for like a party or is it for like no. an actual you're doing work
2: to like work on site?
0: Oh, that Hates makes me every nervous. second of
2: it makes you nervous. I,
0: yeah, I'm so like not, you know, I'm so out of the habit of working in person with people that whenever I have to, I'm just like, you know, how, what do I wear? How do I hold my hands? Like, what do I do in this situation? So I, just, I obsess <laughs> I about what all do that with crap. my hands. <laughs> I'm like, hi, gosh,
2: I feel that. I feel like when I. When I w- was was getting ready to go on my first ever, like, work trip, I was so stoked. I was like, I'm freaking traveling for work, man. Like, I was on a plane. I wanted to just, like, be working on my laptop just so people would know I was traveling for work. Like, I wanted to be – I just felt it was so hip. And now, now I like you, I just get, like, nervous and frustrated and, like, I have to make plans. So I just got back from a trip to New York for work and it was like it was great i mean overall it's awesome to like you know all the things see your coworkers and get some FaceTime time and actually spend some like extracurricular time but it's like so exhausting you know you're you're spending like yeah. 16 hour it feels like 16 hour work days because you do the office thing and then you get out of work and then you have like follow-up like happy hours or dinners and stuff it feels like almost every night but it's
1: day. not working when you're doing those things that's, yeah, that's enjoying that's not time. true at all like i, I don't no, care what anybody all, yeah. says you're it's still, still performance
2: yeah exactly that's what i was gonna say is like you're still not fully letting down your guard and like you know you're trying to be like careful and not you know not like you're walking on eggshells but you're trying to be like you have to maintain this like sliver
1: of professionalism you're not totally (laughs) just like out and letting loose maybe you are well, well one of those things that that for me that i really hate too is uh i can't vent about things like i normally would especially in person so like remotely and over chat I can back channel people and like get it out to like a safe space where like it'll just die like I can just say it and it'll die I'll never be echoed again but if I'm there with all the people that are fucking annoying me and just like how about you fix your fucking shit before we have this conversation (laughs) like I I get get into that mode where I'm just like I need to get out of here I need to get away from everybody else and then I end up just sitting in the hotel room by myself and working more
2: (laughs) I just think it's extra work now like I used to think traveling for work was so cool. And now I just think it's like, oh, God, oh, got yeah, that trip coming up. I got to, you know, be able to plan around it. And we're probably not going to get as much work done. And, you know, I'm going to be exhausted every day. On top of all that, going to New York. So I've never really spent a significant amount of time in New York City. Um, no reason a- to. <laughs> the last time, honestly, not a, not a massive fan of like the hyper metro city life, you know, and I gave it a good go this time. Like last time I was only there for three days. I feel like I spent a lot of time just like in my hotel, if I wasn't doing work stuff this time I walked, I walked like 30 miles while I was there. And so it, it, like, like across, you know, five days and I'm, Still beat up from it, like I have Achilles tendonitis in my in my left heel right now because oh, I like overwalked I didn't even know that that was like a hazard uh <laughs> and so like i I get like a shooting pain in like my heel as I walk around my house right now, so I'm trying to just like chill and ice it and stuff, but like you know that wasn't even for my own vacation. I think that's what kills me is like there's so much effort that goes into a work trip and then it's not it wasn't like a vacation you know it's a lot of work to. To travel and go on vacation and stuff, so I don't wait, know why I brought you, that. Did up you just, just wait, No,
0: I'm I'm into this actually. Did you okay. uh just aimlessly walk around New York first of all, or were you yeah. like walking to places?
2: Um, so a, a little bit of both. So I was staying in um, I I know like nothing about New York except for the areas I was in, but I I was staying in like the Flatiron Grammar Grammar C Flatiron kind of district, um which is like south of Central Park. But like, it's like halfway between Central Park and like the World Trade Center, like north and south, you know? So it's kind of like central, lower-ish Manhattan. Um, And the first night, I just kind of walked around like my hotel, you know, like a few blocks square, like around it. It still added up to like five miles. And then the second night, I walked down to Washington Square, which is like right next to NYU. And it's kind of like a poppin', little spot there's a lot there's a lot going on there nice Uh, callback yeah you like that there's a lot going on there you know there's like fun little little vendors selling like drugs and stuff you know just out in the open I don't really care there's like (laughs) bands playing you know they got like different kind of bands showing up and doing different performances on different nights so I ended up hitting Washington Square every night I made it like part of my like rounds because it was just a cool place with a lot of fantastic people watching, like some of the best I'd seen. Um, that's like a, that round trip is like a couple miles. And so then I would kind of mix in some, like, you know, walking up and down a couple different blocks and stuff. So it added up to like seven miles that night and then the following night. And I just tried to hit like really, really everything I could between where I was at the freehand New York and lower Manhattan. And then on the last day, I took a subway because my heel was killing me. I took a subway up to... Central Park and like I walked around for maybe an hour and then I was like I'm gonna need to take like a wheelchair back to my hotel so so I like sat down and ate lunch for a while and then I caught like the subway back up to near my hotel and I just sat in a bar like I it was so bad that I I felt like I couldn't walk like I was worried that I'd get to the airport and have to ask him for a chair or something and I was like oh man so I just went into a pub and I sat there and like drank for two hours on Saturday before I flew back I was like, maybe if I drink enough beers, like it won't bother me as much when I walk (laughs) through the airport. They call that manage my own pain. pain. (laughs) Yeah, so then I took an Uber to the airport and I just, you know, just roughed it, toughed it, toughed it out. What was?
0: How'd you like Central Park?
2: I love it. It was the second time I've been there, actually. So the first time was similar we just walked around for a couple hours i i was in new york city for like four hours that time we took a bus from newark airport over to new york city because we were waiting several hours for our flight we had to check out of the hotel and then you know we had several hours for our flight so we took a bus into new york city we explored central park a little bit uh and then this time i did something similar i hit like this little kind of nature preserve area of the park and just kind of walked around pretended like i had my camera or something and uh, it was, mm-hmm. there was definitely nothing I would have gotten good pictures of. It was, uh it was a little like dead, you know, maybe some like pigeons and squirrels, but I like the, I like the vibe of the park, you know, like the city is, it has, um it has some like uh three dimensionality to it. If I said that right, you know, mm-hmm. there's some like hill action, but I like in Central Park, you know, there's really still some like, some like big rocks, there's like, big hills and rocks. And it's just kind of like fun to climb up on one of those things and like look at, you know, the cityscape around it because you're just surrounded by skyscrapers there. I mean, it's a unique thing that as far as like my life experience, I haven't really seen that kind of like backdrop anywhere else where like you're in like this big, beautiful park with these big trees and all this greenery and these little hills. And then you have this like massive, crazy skyscraper Backdrop it just looks
0: cool. It's neat, it's oh, man, neat to like lay down dope. on the
2: rock and look up at it all. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I will say going back to work travel stuff. I will say that the um the times that we like, I, I would really look forward to P two con like company get together's for parties and stuff. Like, I loved all that stuff. But yeah, anytime I had to go on site with a client or anything like that, it was just it was a stressful situation. And it wasn't the travel itself. Like, I like airports and I like being in planes and. You know, with all the qu- kids, it's just like quiet time and watch a movie or whatever. I like hotels. I think that's cool. But yeah, just the being in person. So I stressful. wish
2: for things like like P2Con and yeah, I had fun there, too.
0: I wish that for
2: if if my company was going to do like a hey, let's get everybody together and like have fun and, you know, like build some bonds or whatever. Like I'd rather just not have any responsibility during that trip. Like if they could just make it a, Hey, we're going to set up like optional activities that you can participate in across the time. Like if you want to legit sit in the lobby and just say hi to people as they come and go, like, that's cool. If that's how you want to like, you know, get the most out of the experience, that's fine. But having like, kind of like the conference seminar type stuff, like every morning, it just makes me not enjoy it. As much because I feel like I'm I want to like have fun and let loose and like get to know people and then I just feel wrecked every morning. And I don't know. I guess to like justify yeah. business expenses, you have to I, I think there's like always pressure to like, well, we have to make sure there's like value coming out of this. But I think that there's not enough consideration given to the value that you get from just spending time with people, regardless oh, of what you're doing. I
0: agree so hard. That was always my feedback about about those company trips was like we we can already have we can already sit and watch someone give a presentation from home you know like there's there there's not much added value you get out of being in the same room for something like that all of the value comes from like actually being able to have conversations and drinks with people and just like hang out and walk around the room and say hi to people and stuff and when um when there's not much time for that because you spend your whole time just sitting there listening to presentations it feels like such a huge waste to me
2: yeah. And you know what else? So even if it's not like a celebratory event, if it is just like an on-site working event thing. So I've run into this a few times now at different jobs. And it's like we're planning this on-site event and you're asked by like upper management, like, hey, what what activities are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do while you're there to make sure you get the most amount of value out of it? I feel like I'm sitting there trying to like plan like, OK, we'll, we'll do this activity. We'll do that, like all a bunch of extracurricular stuff that we don't normally do in our normal daily work. And then after the event, it's like, how did all those extracurriculars go? And I'm like, they weren't great. And it's like, okay, so what did you accomplish this week? And I'm like, well, I'm like nothing. Cause I did all these <laughs> extracurricular <Yeah. laughs> events. We weren't really like doing our normal work. And I think that it would be nice. I think it, for me in the future, kind of having learned this over my last few travel experiences, I think I'm going to put more emphasis on like the value of us just getting to do our normal job but while we're co-located for several days. Like I think that that and it's in and of itself is extremely valuable. Like especially if you're a most of the time or all of the time remote team, there's a ton of value in like getting together and just working together as like a little pod, like a little group for a few days. I don't think that you have to add a bunch of extra stuff on top of your normal work day to get more value out of being co-located for you know, a short period of time. Yeah. Um, so that's that's just something that I think I've taken away. And, and I think from like the last trip, we got close and and I'm thinking like, next time I'm really gonna pay attention to that. And that, if anything, it's like setting aside time and being like, I don't need to plan special activities for every minute that we're gonna be in the office together. I think I need to set aside time for us just to like be a team and work together and do whatever normal work we would have done remotely today, but we'll do it together in person. I I think that well that's I mean, something I haven't put enough emphasis on in the past.
1: Yeah, just, just doing your normal job in the same room is is benefit enough. It doesn't have to have anything special or any kind of special agenda or anything like that. It's just like, just I mean, when we'd get together to do like the, say, redo the main homepage, like a phase two that like rented out an Airbnb and like people flew out and whoever volunteered showed up. And we just sat there and we just yell at each other across the living room, <laughs> like, "Hey, I need to do this. You are you busy? Okay, I'm coming over there. Hold on a sec." And then you like walk over with your laptop. You're just sitting next to them. You're just like, "All right, so if I do this, this, and you just debug it on the spot." Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, you can do remotely as well, but it, there's there's no barrier <laughs> if you're sitting on the couch ten feet away from me. I'm, I'm gonna hit you in the back of the head and be like, "Hey, let's do this."
2: Yeah. Yeah, I love that, you know, and like, there are a a ton of reasons I covered in my own podcast episode, like, why why don't why I prefer to work remote, you know, Mm -hmm. 99.999% of the time, but I think it's like absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of situation with me where it's like, because I prefer to work remote, I actually see a lot of value in those times that we get to like gather together and, and work together like that in and of itself has a lot of value now if we started working together all day every day i feel like that value would start to diminish and like yeah. you know, you start to build up little walls around yourself when you're working in the office because it's it's brutal to be surrounded by people all day that want to distract you
1: well you kind of you kind of like tap into like sort of a, a mob mentality too if you're all there working on the same thing together in the same room you kind of have like the same mentality or you should at least going in You know, we're going to go for this short time period and get X done. And then that's on everyone's mind. And then as soon as like a problem arises, you just have people that, you know, oh, I can help you with that. Oh, I can help you with that. Hold on one sec. You know, just get it done. Have either of you guys ever done a hackathon? I have. I've done a few. I just learned what a hackathon was last week.
2: I thought a hackathon was like you break up into teams and see who can hack into the system first but um it's it's not that it's I, I mean
1: that that is a version of it but that's a, a much like the security ops and shit
2: someone said hackathon. this week that that's that's called like a red team blue team thing or something i don't
1: i don't know Have you sure i'm that? sure there's millions yeah. of names for yeah, it I don't but know gonna, i don't know yeah that. hackathon was was a race so you could hack the thing quicker
2: yeah like hack it together right like to to hack together a
1: yeah a thing yeah, yeah. well yeah and, they would do, like, the startup hackathons, uh, like, an annual one up in Portland and stuff. But, like, just a bunch of random tech heads would come together and, like, get themselves into groups or come with, like, an idea and then find a group. I was thinking that could be a fun thing for an on-site activity. It's like,
2: we're all together. Let's, like, pick a small thing and let's just throw together, like, a solution. and We can demo it at the end of the week or something. I don't know.
1: I mean, me and Critter won a a giant trophy doing that, and well, my first company. Yeah, day. that's true. We had to ship guess, it. I guess you and, would call that
0: a hackathon. It was, it was, yeah. There were like teams of maybe two to five people, and they all picked their own thing to work on for like a day, and then see what they could build. That was pretty cool.
2: Can you build something and, significant in a day? I don't
0: think so. Uh, Every,
1: I, I, everything. Was I just think a the idea. Concept. Yeah, I think the idea that we came up, or well, you came up with, and then we worked on, was you like. Bleed. uh it was like good enough to follow through with at least, right?
0: I mean, you're still maintaining it, aren't you? Critter. no i the company stopped using it a few years ago, so I stopped caring about it uh, okay yeah, we built a um we built a browser extension that made the time tracking thing we used to use way less painful to use um basically, that's all it was, but people really liked it um but yeah, I mean, like by the end of by the end of the day, we had enough to demo. But it was really, really rough and you, you kinda had to not poke at the rough edges during the demo. Um it took a lot more work to get it actually to usable. I think that's the way hackathons tend to go. And then the
1: following day, the morning of like the awards and stuff, I couldn't help with anything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Freaking Jace's <Chase's laughs> hand exploded.
2: Oh, that was that same trip, yeah. huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. This is the same one.
2: What was it that happened to your hand again? You don't have to retell the whole I just forget.
1: I was wrestling um I was wrestling. Joma, and and we should get him on the podcast. Uh, Joma Scott. He was an old PM uh, back then, and we were just out smoking a cigarette and just super drunk talking about wrestling, and then he was like, I wrestled in college. I was like, oh yeah? And then just kind of, like, escalated from there. Then I slammed my hand on the ground. I I, Yeah, but where did the hand come at? Well, well, so, the the only thing that I remember that could have caused it was, like, I mean, he, he grabbed me and he whipped me towards the ground, so, like, I went to catch myself and, like, you know, caught my hands first, and it could have happened then because was like a, a brick laid ah. sidewalk that was kind of like tore up a little bit. Um, so there's that. But then somebody else was saying that is glass, but I mean, it's not like it's not a clean cut or anything either. So, and I didn't take any glass outside of the bar. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if anybody else did, but yeah.
2: I have this scar on my so like I have a scar on my hand, which I don't know if you can
1: really see. Can't like see it. Yeah, nice,
2: good. Ten years. That helps a lot. And
1: then I have a Were you Jesus?
2: I know, right? And then I have another one Stigmatas. like Stigmatas? Similar thing on my elbow. It's all like discolored. But I caught a uh I caught a football where we like playing we were playing catch like near the dorms. And uh, you know, I thought I was being like pretty cool. I was I was a freshman in college. And like I dove to catch this pass and I thought I was diving like you know, like like you would drag your feet, you know, like at the sidelines and like yeah. so I'm like I'm running across like the the brick the brick like ground and I like dive and I'm like dragging my feet and I catch the ball and I come down and I just land on the brick like I wasn't I was like five feet away from the grass I thought I was like over the grass and so I just I slid like on my stomach I slid and my hand and my elbow just got shredded like I just like slid across brick on the ground yeah that was a fun one nice sucks
0: yeah, the, my favorite thing about Jace's hand thing is that he told me recently that when he puts on gloves, he still has loose skin that, like, folds over when the glove goes over it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's loose skin in your hand anyway, but they had to take away, or they took out, like, a bunch of uh, muscle because Meat. it got Meat, infected. Baby.
0: Well,
1: well, it got infected, like, after the fact, and then they were like, oh, we got to we gotta take out all of that. So it's just, like, it's a little looser in that one spot than normal.
0: I want you to go skydiving one time and tell me if it flaps in the wind.
1: How about I just slap you across the face and you tell me if you can feel it?
0: <laughs> yeah, they, uh, Mike, you, you don't know this about me, but I recently purchased a set of inline skates for myself. Oh, yeah. What kind? Yeah. And some I, short like shorts. The cheap, like the, the cheap gold booty ones. shorts. <laughs> I got the gold booty shorts and the cheap inline skates for like $40. Um, but your story about scraping and stuff reminded me that I, uh, I, this is not an injury story, but it's just like a. I probably need to get elbow pads or something because the only time I skated, I was, going, I was I was going fast enough that if I hit a rock or something, it would have been really bad on my arms and my legs and stuff. So, and I know it's going to happen eventually. Like, there's going to be a stick that I don't see or whatever. Uh, oh heck you yeah! Should,
1: you you, you should get skates. wrist guards. Look at this you gotta dude! protect your actual yeah. money makers. White nice. Mike's
0: got inline skates too, baby. Yeah,
2: you like right those on. tours? Baby, those are those are for when I played inline hockey. They still fit though.
0: Oh, man, I played in line hockey one year. I was, I was terrible.
2: Really? Well, because you only played for one year.
0: Well, I mean, like I played all no, the no time. One, in the no one says Good. like I
2: played for one year. I was awesome.
0: It was great. <laughs> I was a natural, so I quit. <laughs> well, I played my whole life in the neighborhood. And so I thought like I was the best in the neighborhood. I just I My told whole this story. life? Yeah, for like, you know, at least five years. And like I, from like the ages of 10 to 15 or something, I played in line hockey all the time. And I was like, I'm going to kill this. And then I went there and I was by far the worst one on the team.
2: I got you. See that trophy in my background? That's from inline Dude. hockey. Nice. Yeah, you it was win like, something? Yeah, it's like twelve years old, and we won a Pee Wee hockey championship. Thank you, yeah, boy. I <laughs> it's the only trophy I still have up on my. It's <laughs> He's like still the proudly. One. Hell yeah! <laughs> it's like I don't have any ago. trophies. It's the only. It's the only championship of anything I've ever won. So like, I have some like first place like soccer and league trophies where we like had the best record in our rec league or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. It's the only it's the only thing I've ever like won in sports that was like championship. And so I don't know. It's cool. I'll probably throw it away
1: eventually. I think plastic. we won the Friendship Cup when I was like 12 in soccer.
0: What is does that? I mean, you're really friendly. <laughs> what does that no, but, mean? No,
1: it, it, it's like um, it, it's just like a draw. It's like just an extra game, like for participation. Bullshit type. Best stuff that team at shaking then.
2: hands after the game.
1: Yeah, I didn't even know what it was. But yeah. uh, uh Yeah. That's it. All my sports accolades are zero.
0: As one of your friends, I can safely say that's the worst cup for you to win. And I need to I need to talk you're... to whoever gave you that. Hold up,
1: you're not one of my friends, first of all.
0: Well, you're Second one of my of all, friends, so it counts. <laughs> that
1: that this only counts like, one way.
0: This is like a Twitter relationship. You don't have you don't have to follow me back. It's it's you're my friend and so it works.
1: Right. That means I give you advice that makes you doubt yourself, but anything that you tell me I'm just gonna ignore as soon as we hang up.
0: Well, I make you mad sometimes, so I feel like there's some level of caring.
1: Well, so that's the thing. that That's the best part about our relationship is that if you do really piss me off, I just say what I say and then I don't talk to you for a few days. <laughs> and then we just like continue on with like, oh, yeah, so who do we have a guest for this Friday? It's like, what? The last thing you said in here is like, fuck you, you asshole.
2: <laughs> What's the last thing that Critter said that genuinely
1: pissed you off? I think it's when we misunderstand what each other are talking about. Like, he'll... So it's are, like a well, patience
2: like, problem. It's like I am losing patience with you because we are not uh, coming. To I, I definitely
1: understanding. I mean, I, I definitely lose patience. Like if especially if I have like some stupid like, hey, give me your opinion about this. And then he's just like, well, what about this? What about this? What about I'm just like, fuck you. Just shut the fuck up already. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just oh, can't imagine you saying anything critter that would piss me off.
0: I, I, uh, well, I, the one of my favorites, I, I don't know how mad you really were, but it seemed like you were pretty mad was the podcast where I kept asking you, like, if you know how much you would pay to not have to wake up at a certain time. You remember that? And you kept getting madder and madder because I like <laughs> wouldn't accept anything you were saying. And then eventually you called me white man and I just lost my crap. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it's annoying. So, yeah, if I'm answering the questions like to my best knowledge and then you ask like, <laughs> No, yeah. really. What do you think it is? It's just like, Dude, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like I, I've said the thing. Like that, that's the all. Well, that's I think those
2: are. I, I know what you're talking about. That I've, I've listened to it a couple times. A critter will ask a question. You'll answer. it. And Critter's like, no, that's not a good answer. Like, what do you, you know, what do you really mean? Like, let me let me reask the question. You try again. Try to answer. I remember.
0: It I remember another one. It was uh, this was on chat. It was when you were tech lead and you were like upset about something and I kept trying to fix it and you just like got more and more mad because you just wanted to vent about it or whatever. You remember that? I can't remember if it was like a process issue or like a... Well, I think it was something where like
1: I was just complaining about something. Like I had a complaint and you're just like, well, you could fix it if you do all these things. Fuck you, okay? That's not the point that I was trying to get at. We're not trying to fix the issue.
0: Well, see, that's... I still have problems with that though. You can't can't come vent to me and then also talk to me about how... You know, you should you should own your problems and and uh, just deal with your crap and stuff.
1: But that's how I do own my problems is I just like drop the vent somewhere so they'll just die and then go back to fixing the problems. It's, it's like the I took a dump in our chat and then you decided to like sift around in the poop. That That's what <laughs> happened. Let me
0: help you, Jace. I want to help you so bad.
1: You're a proctologist now.
0: <laughs> do they dig through poop? I mean they probably encounter it. <laughs> they encounter it a lot. Oh man, legit, we should have a proctologist on the podcast. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm I'm not even kidding. I think that would be awesome.
1: I, I know you're not kidding. That's why I told you to shut the fuck up.
0: What, why, is, like,
2: why is that what a bad do you want to ask? What do you want to ask the Proctologist? I wanna yeah, I wanna, wanna ask, ask
0: I wanna ask about the poop. I wanna hear the poop stories. Have you even seen a proctologist? Have I seen like with my own eyes? Like, personally, have I
1: personally, have you ever like went oh. and seen one and encountered one and
0: talked to them? Like like walking down the street and <laughs> like, hey, there's a proctologist. Yeah, they're just wearing a
1: sign. Yeah, I'm a proctologist. <laughs> How the fuck would you spot one? They're just people. That's why yeah. I thought it was a stupid
0: question. um stupid I've never person, s- I've that's why I seen a proctologist because my anus is A plus ten out of ten. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: How do you ask that of a proctologist? I feel like they'd be like asking, you know, like an EMT, like, so do you, like, do you see a lot of blood? You know, like a cop, like, so do you guys deal with like crime a lot? Yeah.
0: <laughs> have you ever killed somebody?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: What the fuck? They love that. Yeah. We'd have to find like a chill proctologist. Preferably someone that we know, friend of a friend, or, or what?
1: Someone. Yeah, one that you fucking know, you idiot. <laughs> well, <laughs> like do you know, we're anything? not just gonna pull. No, that's why I don't want proctologist on fucking podcasts. Because what the fuck All are we right. gonna talk about? Like, going I make a deal.
0: It's going to be a weird thing
1: where he thinks it's a remote, like, appointment, and then he shows up, and then it's me and you, like, talking to him. It's like, hey, (laughs) so could you give a two-sentence introduction? And the best question you have is,
2: do you encounter any poop?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) the second question.
0: That is a brilliant idea. We don't need to convince somebody to come on a podcast. We just need to do one of those virtual visits and then be recording. (laughs) That
1: would be so... uh...
0: I brought my friend Jace here for moral support and we both have legit microphones, but don't worry about all that.
1: She do that with like an interview process somewhere. Just like go apply somewhere and then for the tech interview we both show up. Be like, all right, we're ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're a pair. You gotta hire Sarah both or none at all.
2: Do you think that's ever happened? Like in our like in our industry, do you think two people oh, sure have ever has. been able to be like, we're a package deal?
1: I have this thing where, like, if if I if I think it's possible, like realistically possible, it, it's happened. I just believe it's happened.
2: That's a good. I've done that too. Like, it, or I've thought, like, oh, you know, it would be really cool is if someone invented like this thing that does this. And then I, my immediate following thought is either someone already has, or someone's already determined that it was a stupid thing to build. You know, mm, like, yeah, it either has been done or it's been like discovered to be not worth it or,
1: like, and still done. That That's and, yeah, the funniest thing, right? Yeah, it's, and there's still a version of it somewhere that somebody will just abandon. And you're like, oh, okay, that's why.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, at least it's been done with like an executive bringing along their assistant. You know, I've seen that myself. That's a thing.
1: When you're I've like tried. interviewing
0: an executive? And, yeah, well, I don't know. If, I don't know how much you really interview executives. Maybe they're just like headhunted or something. But I mean, like an, ex- an executive can say like, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll take the job. But you got to pay for my assistant to come along too or whatever. Hmm.
2: So I have an app that I really, really want to be created. Like I don't really want to build it. I just I want it to exist. Well, two. I just of want those. somebody else to do all the work. So two DNA. of them. Yeah, yeah. Two things. I'll tell you both of my ideas. One of them is Sweet. I want I want a drone to pick up my laundry and then drop off clean laundry.
1: Like I don't that's really a lot care more than just an app, buddy. That's like a well, long. Well,
2: sorry, sorry. The other thing <laughs> is like more of just an app, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, it would be it's an this, entire business model. Serv- the, I should have said service, not app, for the first one. But yeah, I want a service that just does my damn laundry. That's all. That's all. It is. I don't care how sure. they figure it out. What were you gonna say?
0: Laundry's heavy, man. You need a heavy-duty drone to lift that stuff.
2: Yeah, laundry sucks. I mean, it could come every day. I don't know. Like, I just I just throw all away like the shirt on. you
0: wore yesterday. and yeah, <laughs> you know, wash that.
2: Or I've thought of like maybe it can just drop off. You know, like Prime Wardrobe, how like you can try before you buy. Actually, I think they just renamed it to try before you buy. Oh, well, basically yeah, you can did. pick like ten items. They can send it to you. You can try it all on and then decide what to keep and the rest you just send back to them no charge. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, you know, what if I just had a clothes subscription and like they send me my clothes for the week, I wear everything and then I put it in a box, they take it back and they drop off new clothes every week. Like I don't have to worry about the what laundry. The I don't have clothes? to worry. About... So I think that they'd go through a certain number of cycles and then get like donated. You know, I don't know. Yeah, after they're not they sending their, you brand like, new clothes. Ro- yeah, after they get like their yeah. ROI on it. So yeah, it'd be like a, a used clothes sharing thing or whatever. But it's like, I don't know what happens to like your bed sheets after you stay in a hotel. Like they're. I'm use them again you wash that junk yeah exactly you just wash it
0: um but so hold on though are you saying that packaging up your clothes and putting them outside in a way that a drone can access them is easier than just washing them in the washing machine
2: yeah of course because you just have a, it, it's a it's a It's a modified hamper. Because you're putting
0: it in a container outside instead of into the washer
2: itself. It's a modified hamper. So, like, you're basically, like, you're throwing your clothes in this hamper, and then, like, you leave it outside whenever you're supposed to leave it outside. And the thing picks it up and leaves you a fresh one full of of nice clothes. And you take out all the fresh clothes.
1: I have a question. Yeah. So, you only have this, like, one week's worth of clothes in this instance? And then it, like, kind of cycles through, or, like... I think there's a bunch of different ways you could achieve it. Let's not lose
2: focus of the problem <laughs> statement here. I don't want to do fucking laundry. Okay. Whatever right. gets me there, whatever gets me there without me having to like be naked or smell like ass. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Like I'm open, you know, I'm open to, to possible solutions. So I just imagine it I have mean, something to do with like somebody taking the clothes and either dropping them or dropping another set off for you. That's uh-huh. all fresh.
1: It sounds like your problem could just be solved with money, though.
2: There are laundry services. You could definitely yes. just solve it directly. Like, I could probably... Hi- I'm sure that, you know, with a quick search on, like, Craigslist or whatever else, whatever gig Not economy Craigslist. site. Some some you know gig economy site. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forget what... God, I used one to find, like, a lawn service once. There's a There's a really popular gig economy site that's, like... It's not Fiverr. It's like Fiverr, but for like lawn care service and like bug services. Is that Hopper? And list? Nope, neither of those. I don't- oh, maybe it was <laughs> Hopper. I don't know.
0: I think Hopper's a thing. Remember. Maybe that's the travel thing, though. I don't know.
2: Uh, that sounds... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopper's the one that tells you like when your plane tickets should be bought, right? It's yeah, like- You tell it what Hopper. trip you want to go on, and then it's like, hey, now's a really good time to buy. These tickets are usually way more expensive.
1: Okay, what's but your okay. second app idea? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Let- let's kill that one. So my other idea... Have you guys ever heard the story of the guy that traded up a paperclip to a car? Yeah. Ever heard that one? Dwight. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah Dwight Reed also did that. He got a telescope. Wait, really?
2: That happened? Okay. So, it was a uh,
1: thumbtack to a telescope, buddy.
2: I don't remember that. And I feel like there's so much Office content that like I'll hear referenced. And I'm like, I've watched all of Office at least three times now. And there's still scenes that I feel like I've never seen before. Yeah, um, it, three times like-
1: isn't much that's that's, yeah
2: yeah 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 if it's like
0: season eight or something too a lot of people Uh, don't remember
2: uh, well i want i want an app where like and i guess an app and a service because i'd have to take care of shipping and logistics too (laughs) but it's like i want to be able to trade shit you know and like really in a really simple way like i want to be able to to take something like my fidget spinner and then find something that somebody's willing to trade for my fidget spinner and I don't just know. Just like a like, barter
1: system. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like a An like eBay a barter, barter system? system. Yeah. But I every time I try to think it through, which is why I don't want to solve it. I just want someone else to do it for me. But every time I try to think it through, I always end up on this like, it's not a bartering system. Like it turns into this whole like uh like cryptocurrency situation where it's like you're tra you're you're posting things and you're getting like credits when somebody says they want it and then you're spending those credits on other items. Because the problem is like how do you? You'd have to like say, okay, I have a fidget spinner, and here are the things I'm looking for, and then you have to yeah, hope that well, somebody who's looking for a fidget spinner finds it and has one of the things I'm looking for. So well, like, it, it just feels complicated, but I really want
1: the it ability. Would basically, to be like a garage games. sale marketplace, kind but of only right? bartering. We're like, I have all these things, you have those things, and then you enter a negotiation and be like, well, I would like xyz from your stuff and i would offer you you know any of these things and be like oh well i don't think so i mean it'd be much more convoluted than than just like i would like to trade this fidget spinner for that that's so that's why i think it
2: doesn't exist yet is because i just think it might just be a terrible idea
1: like or or it's a it's a garbage sale marketplace do it you can do that we can set that up
2: i mean i guess maybe the problem who pays the shipping that's the problem. That's literally the problem is like if you don't want to involve money, like if I never want to take a form of payment for somebody from somebody, how do I pay for shipping? And the only That's- See look at it. you should have built it already get get your ass on it jace cuz that's that's the solution is right always like, the answer it's always exactly. been the it's answer like, so like can we it cuz it's the traffic that makes us the money right like right. if i own the app it's the traffic and all the spying on people and what they own and what they're looking for <laughs> like i could sell all of that shit that's a gold mine and then I pay for the shipping. So my company covers the the cost of shipping and everybody's just basically uploading the items that they want and curating a list of things that they're looking for. And then the app finds you matches like, hey, here's all these people that are also looking, that are looking for a fidget spinner and have one of the items on your list uploaded. So if I go and I upload like 50 items that I'm looking to trade, who knows like what things it might return that I'm willing to take for the things I'm looking to trade. And then if it covers free shipping, like, I don't know. I just think that would be awesome. Like, who knows what kind of crazy trade upping you could do? Well,
1: well, what you could do is you could probably limit it like geographically. Right. So like, Ooh, that's a good idea. What if it was, if it was like next door shit. Yeah. 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 So it's a smaller community and then, and then you can start it that way and build it out. So then it's like a network of communities and then you figure out as you grow, how you transfer items from, you know, there you
2: go. So it's like to
1: where you're at. It's like Next Door meets garage sales.
2: Yeah, yeah, kind of like Next Door garage. Well, but 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 like it's like combining Next Door with the garage sale portion which you can already sell stuff on Next Door but incorporating that little element of like A bartering. Yeah, like you you the mat really it's the match system. Right. Because, like, I don't want to search through everything everybody has and spend time asking, like, hey, I see you're looking to get rid of a dog collar. I want a dog collar. Will you take a fidget spinner for it? And it's like, no, I don't want a fucking fidget spinner. But if, like, if everyone uploads the information that it is that they want stuff, then you can have, like, a, a, like, a, uh, like, a OK Cupid sort of situation, maybe where it, like, shows you your matches. Yeah. Yeah, And then you can have, like, in it's like, sure, maybe I upload all the things I think I want, but then I can just flip through a bunch of items that are going on locally and heart the ones that seem interesting. I don't know, like having some way of matching people and their stuff that like, to me, like, I don't give a shit about this slinky anymore, but maybe somebody <laughs> wants it. And I could get something that I would care about more than I care about this slinky. That's just something that I'd like. And I think it, it goes back to my, like, I want to, I want to be as minimalist as possible and waste as little as possible. Definitely not perfect. I don't think anybody can be. I still have plastic in my house and shit. But like, I like the idea of not just throwing things in the garbage, but I have so much more stuff than I like need or want. And I never know like what to do with it. I try to donate some things and like some stuff I feel uh, like is valuable, but no one would buy it. They might like trade for it. I don't know.
1: Well, I think it it would have or it would be super useful, especially for like uh, books and stuff like that, like shit that people just have a fuck ton of that never read or don't even want, but just carry around because why, why just throw it away? The books, I think that there's a good solution for already that I'm
2: happy with, which is like the, my little libraries you seen those around. You know what I'm talking about? Is that like the, the buy one, one, take one, leave one, some, leave take one. one. one, take yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have those around. everywhere around us and there is an app that like shows you where they oh, okay. are. So I think that that's a great solution for books.
0: No, that's not, i I'm, Okay, I just got excited. Yeah, I think I think this is actually your niche is to start start like Amazon. Amazon start with books. You got to start with books because my little library they have like fifteen books in there. You know, yeah. And if you're looking for a specific one, then you're just screwed. You're like you're never gonna happen to find it in there. But I think they have to do that. I use it to, I
2: use it to donate like my books. I, I rarely take right, one. Donate I often, leave, like I often leave seven yeah. and take zero, but right. I think, I think you're right. Like if you really do have good books, like I'd say I have some pretty good books now that I don't know I'll necessarily read again, but I don't want to toss them and I don't necessarily want to just like donate them. I mean, some of those
1: books. Well, I we'll got think it. About college. We'll, we'll, we'll think about college when, I mean, like when I was done with all my courses and, Whatever, like I just had all this extra school books and shit that I had that were like, you know, course course materials and shit that I could have just been like, Who- whoever's going through this next class, here you go. Like, I'm I I value like I'm just throwing this away otherwise because college don't like textbooks
2: are the worst it. though, right? Because it's like yes. here's a three hundred dollar book and next year it's fucking worthless because we'll yeah. make a new volume and we'll make everybody buy that one.
0: Yeah. Here's here's what you do, man. You hook into good, Goodreads API and to look at the to-be-read list, like the, the, the list of books people want to read, and then just automatically do it based on that. Like if you're giving away a book and somebody who has something on your to-be-read book, that book you're giving away is on their to-be-read book, then it like pings you both and says, hey, just mail these books to each other.
1: That's a good one.
0: Yeah, and that's better. Another-
1: yeah another algorithm like type that. deal
2: now now you're telling me that there's not already like a book trading book sharing utility out there
1: I, i'm sure there is something
2: you know like what about what is what is the um what's the one that like lauren uses where you, you like keep a list of all the books you're like reading or want what is, it's like goodreads i just like a, imagine goodreads. she's okay, like goodreads. yelling yeah, yeah does good i know i'm so sorry lauren if you're out there uh, <laughs> yeah that's
0: what i was talking about you got to hook into the goodreads api because that's what i use too
2: yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay, okay. So that's what you were already saying. I, I'm just like surprised that that's not already a thing. That
0: you... all right. There are four four book exchange websites to check out. I found a blog post. There's Paperback Swap. Yeah, I think that's it. I think Paperback Swap is what we're talking about here.
1: Yeah, but see, see the idea the idea is to start with books because it's easy, but then add other items and shit and then make it more well,
2: Yeah, the idea is to just I, I assumed that like book trading, there was already like infrastructure for book trading. There's probably infrastructure I mean for a lot of different types of specific training. I just trading. I just wanna rip one of those off and open it up to all sorts of different items.
1: Well, but but that's the thing, right? Is one of the things that would grow into is the, the subcategories as well. Because then you'd be like, Oh well fuck. I just want to trade books or trade lawn equipment or or furniture or something.
0: You know, you just I think this is still legit because none of the ones I'm seeing use the Goodreads API. Like everybody who's on Goodreads has hundreds of books already that they want to read. And so because who wants to go on to like paperback swap and manually start a new list of like, here are all the books I've ever thought about reading before. But if you're on Goodreads, you already got that. You just need to give it access to your account and then suddenly you're done. Like the onboarding would be instant. I still I have, I still think there's something to it. Then build it. Fuck it. I just
2: want I wanna see like really crazy shit. Like, oh my god, this person traded like fifty vintage wine bottle corks for three pairs of used underwear. That's just incredible.
0: Oh, see so, uh, yeah, okay. No, that's what you're in it for. You're in it for just the weird esoteric trade. You know, you
2: can... just seeing like random shit. Like what is it what is something worth to you, you know? Cause like I feel like dollars is is like Arbitrary. Well, ob- obviously yeah i mean it it's it's the way that we value things like by and large but i don't know like if i look at like a, a cd from like my favorite artist when i'm in high school it's like it might have been worth 30 bucks to me it might have been worth like 10 bucks to you i don't know like i i think it's cool to think in terms of other stuff than money like it just makes the conversation exciting
1: if you're trying to sell something well i mean like i I definitely have become less wasteful but i it, it's something that i've always done where like i'm done with this now and then i just try to give it away to somebody that i know like i give it away to like my sisters or friends or somebody i'm just like i don't want this like my old gaming pc i gave to my nephew because they were like just starting high school at the time and like it just like here you go here's this awesome computer, and then they fucking wrecked it within a week but <laughs> I, I mean like yeah, what did they do
0: they- drop it or something
1: they just downloaded all the things and played all those games oh, and clicked all the okay. links and like uh, yeah. yeah, it was just it was real bad. Um I mean and, and it was like a two year old machine at that time. I mean it still ran well, but if you didn't take care of it, it was just gonna fucking tank. Um but I mean I did that with like my laptop. I gave it to my sister, it says I got hired at face two and they sent me a laptop because it was just like, Well, I bought a laptop for development, but they just sent me like this one that's three times more expensive. That's really awesome. I'm gonna go ahead and use that. So here you go. You can Use this for your school. So yeah, I mean, like two computer examples. But I mean, I've done it with like toys and shit as well. As and I, I would rather, I'd rather do that than fucking resell. Honestly, <laughs> I'd rather either just give it away or trade it for something that I would I would like to use or. I think that's what it's
2: all about right like I could take all of these items and I could try to post them on like Facebook marketplace and sell them eBay whatever but like selling I don't know it's such like a soul-sucking thing people suck that want to buy stuff like
1: here here's why I don't like about reselling especially the way that happens and I mean I I have a really good friend that has made a career out of it but like it's all the fucking it's all the middlemen I don't fucking like any of them they all oh, take a yeah, cut yeah. The for guy... transferring the money for all all, of it, all the shipping, everything that everybody's just taking their own little slice. Like all these little slices are happening and all you're doing is just fucking here. Here's your item. Mm, like mm-hmm. it, I I dislike that model. Do you have
2: any kind of dislike for, well, you said you have like a friend that's, I guess like I shouldn't hate on somebody like making a living, however it is they're making a living.
1: But I, I genuinely well, they're just using the tools, right?
2: Well, yeah. Like I've, I've genuinely felt like discontent though. In the past, because like I was selling like a dog crate, right? Like we had this dog crate, and like our dog outgrew it. He was a little puppy, and then he outgrew it. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, I want this to go. Like this is a perfect condition dog crate. I want to like sell it, you know, for cheap, like a fraction of what we bought it for, and someone will get to use it. And like this guy was like, hey, like would love that, you know, like gonna come get it. Like can I, you know, can I come by later today? And he comes and picks up, and in the bed of his truck are like fifty dog crates. Like right, this guy just, them. yeah, this guy yeah, just yeah. buys all the all up all the dog crates that he can find, and then he goes and like sells him in his little like i don't know if he has like his little like garage sale pet shop or what he's doing with all those dog crates but i just felt like damn i you know i guess maybe it'll eventually end up in some family's hands but it won't be for as cheap as i was like willing to sell it for yeah and you well, wanted
0: little Susie to get it directly yeah
1: yeah well, also, you know like, that, that's the kind of shit with like craigslist because i mean i've given away some puppy stuff as he outgrew like his cage and whatever and, and thankfully they went to people who could use them but like yeah, Craigslist definitely shifty with that kind of shit. You just like I, I oh, don't yeah. I don't want to give shit away so that it just gets resold for more money. Like I'm not giving this away to make you money. Fuck you. Yeah, like, that's what like, you I'm can't even give
2: shit away for, anymore because somebody's right, going to yeah. scoop it up and still try to profit off of your yeah. your charity.
1: Yeah, that shit's bullshit. But what are you going to do? But I was going to say like the the flip side to to my friend who like resells or sells stuff on eBay and stuff like uh. He's in the habit of buying hard copy video games, and then when he's done with them, he resells them, and makes some money back. So, like that, that's that's like a good, good good thing, I think, for him because I mean, he's only playing video games for himself, kind of thing. So it's like a own personal thing that still gives back. Whereas, like, I buy all digital games, and once I'm done with them, they're just deleted from my PlayStation. <laughs> like, they're they're not. They just live in the digital world. They're, there's no value to them at all. At that right, point, so
2: so the hustle is like. He buys the games, plays the games, sells the games. Well, and it's not Doesn't he, he, necessarily have to. Well, I didn't mean it in like a in in like a negative connotation. I just meant like that's no, like no. the 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 idea is like kind of play Being for free. some kind of
1: reimbursement. Like, yeah, yeah. like play
2: for free it, it's or, a or for cheaper, of thing. discounted yeah, play yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's mean, like it, when it, you when you sell weed you're money. so that you can smoke for free, kind of thing. Your no, money. you
1: don't. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't sell weed to support your weed addiction. <laughs> Yes, yeah. that's, that's by the, the way, worst idea. I've Mike, seen that fall part many a times. Yeah, can you
0: believe this guy
1: won't ship me weed from Oregon? Dude, this motherfucker what you is trying to get me busted for fucking traffic trafficking. It's bullshit. You, how about here? How about you send me weed first, and then I will send you weed.
0: I don't well, know how to get it. That's the problem. Well, you know then you're you not should... serious about it, are you? Well, we talked about this. I'm not just gonna. Ru- I, I even offered to walk up to high schoolers, and you told me I shouldn't do that. I said you shouldn't do it, but when
1: the fuck do you listen to my advice? Like you never listen to my advice.
0: I always, nearly advice. half the time,
1: bullshit. You hear my advice, you don't listen to my advice.
0: Uh-uh. I listen to it, and I I ruminate and I journal about it, and I talk to Nancy, and I'm like, "Jay said I should do this," and he's never wrong.
2: Why don't you go Let's, for like a nice little weekend visit and just bring it with you?
0: That's why I
1: fucking well. So that's Nancy the same thing because there's like this well,
2: is personal use. Well, yeah. so I joked okay.
1: about I joked about it when I went to go visit. Fuck it's like two years ago, I yeah. guess now. But um yeah, Nancy said she would call the cops. Like as if she even if I joked about it while I was there, she's just like, I'll, I'll call the cops on you. I was like, she all you right. Will. I, yeah. Would the she's, cops she's even
2: very, come? Like, if I called the police right now, it's illegal where I live. If I call the police right now, it was like, Someone has weed in my house, they'd probably be like, Are you fucking serious? I mean if she <laughs> if she framed
1: it Well well, okay, so if she framed it as a danger to her children, as as a white woman complaining to the cops about her children not, and a white house, i don't even, she know. I
0: don't even know she yeah, she just would, she just she can't be a rule breaker is all it is she she needs to yeah. report it just for her own conscience she wouldn't be like yeah. oh my gosh my children see the thing the thing is
1: you have to come out to to oregon or meet up in fucking colorado or someplace that you know actually it's legal let's all go yeah. to vegas let's go to vegas
2: it's legal in Vegas. well it should be yeah it is
1: like everything's legal in Vegas.
2: But yeah, man, it's really easy. If you want to like travel, you can travel to a place where it is legal and you know, no try trouble, no questions asked. You will try it out, but also like bring a little, bring a little home if you want to, like nobody's going to bother you about it. I don't condone traveling yeah. with weed at all. Yeah, I don't, ever. I don't think it's a, I'm going to go ahead and say that. I don't think right it's now. a great idea, but you know, people do it. i
0: uh, recording to the phone, to the, you know, the police, the popo. I have right a funny story.
2: They just don't care, bro. Do you really think that anybody can like you people have? I don't know. There's like that, a, that, a zillion so. kinds of e-cigs out there. People travel with all that shit and like they don't check bags for for like little vape pens and stuff. Don't put like an ounce of weed in your bag when you're traveling. That'd be like a terrible idea. But like if you I get would, like a, a little pen or something, if you go to like New York or California or Vegas or Colorado or whatever the hell and like you take that home, literally nobody's going to ask you about it.
1: I, I will say something that an old coworker used to do is just put in his toiletry bag and nobody was the wiser. Like it was just just like a little pen with like his, all his shit. Yeah. I just threw a pen in where
2: I have all my chargers and shit. It's just one other little electronic, another thing, all my other shit. (laughs) Electronic. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Nancy is sending me pictures of her half done Joker makeup with no warning. It kind of (laughs) scared the crap out of me. Um, but apparently the kids are all over her while she's trying to do this. So I better get going. It's weekend time. Time to go. Sorry we didn't Whatever. talk about
2: anything today. I'm sorry. We, we
0: that's just... what thats what this podcast is. I know. We don't, uh, we don't know what we're I supposed to talk about.
2: <laughs> I didn't mean the apology.
0: So. Um, <laughs> I think you, you want, should mean it. Do you have any last minute words of wisdom, Mike? Anything? Any new insights since last time?
2: Oh, God. Um, don't
0: hold in your farts. <laughs> it, we should ask the proctologist about that.
2: No, I don't I don't know. I I you know what? I'm going to use the opportunity if you're going to put me on a platform for a second just to say something that you've said critter that I think still helps me a lot and it helped me today. So I'll mention it right now, which is just like you're going to fucking die one day and it's Oh yeah, you are. Not it is not worth the stress that you're feeling about that meeting that's coming up or you know the trip that you have to go on or the project that's due like i'm not saying like just forget about it and it's fine and like take the L and get fired i'm just saying like <laughs> it's not worth killing yourself over like it'll probably be fine and you're going to die anyway so like don't don't let it get to you i let shit get to me way too often and
0: same dude you know,
2: just seeing your face today, Critter, it helps. It helps a lot. Should have talked to you on Monday instead of Friday.
0: Because you saw me and you were like, that dude's going to die someday. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I
2: looked at you I was like, look at him. Look, that guy's going to die someday. And look at him over there smiling. He looks he's fine. Smiling. He's look at him. He's dead. got new new light on his face. Like he's living life. It's it like might be today for all I know. Nothing in the cries of cicadas suggests they're about to die. You ever hear that one?
0: No, that's a good one. Is that a Texas expression? Uh,
2: no, I don't know. I heard it when I was in Florida. I don't know. Oh, oh! I had a coworker in Florida that had it posted on his desk. He had it like push pinned on his cubicle,
0: and I thought that was really cool. What, what exactly did it say? Do you remember? It was
2: that quote. It was nothing in the. It was just a quote printed on white paper that said, "Nothing in the cries of cicadas suggests they're about to die."
0: That is super cool, I have cool, no man. idea what
1: that even say. What are you that
2: saying? So do you know what a cicada is? Cicadas are those little bugs that are outside. They're like, nee. you know, they like okay. make that buzz sound. And so cicadas, they like come out of the ground, different species at different intervals, but usually like once a year or once every seven years or whatever. They crawl out of the ground as little larvae and then they climb up a tree and they molt. So they leave those little shells on trees. You ever seen those? It looks like a little mm-hmm. like scarab shell stuck to a tree. That's a cicada. They climb out and then they sit up in the tree going nee, until they find a, a love making partner and then they bang and then they die. And that's like nice. that's their life cycle. They spend most of their life like underground dormant and then they hatch and then they bang and then they die. And that's that quote is basically about like nothing in that passionate cry of a cicada like they're living it to the fullest. Nothing in that cry suggests that they're about to die. I like that. I think
0: that's Jace's preferred life cycle, too. <laughs> and preferred it ain't happening <laughs> you're not yeah you're not underground enough um i looked it up <laughs> yeah and that's the problem it's actually a haiku nothing in the cry of cicadas suggests they are about to die nice
2: i love haikus
0: by Mat- Matsuo Basho by yeah that's white. pretty killer that's a new favorite i dig that oh sweet by white mike
2: all right well let's stop it there white man. mike yeah I got we'll nothing there. better than that later boys
0: thanks man see y'all later